Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. everyone. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I can't believe I'm saying that. And um, the welcome back is both for you and for me. You may or may not have been playing along. And uh, if this is like your intro episode to Hashtag Single, you can skip the next part. But if you are an avid listener and you have been listening to Hashtag Single for a while, you may have noticed that there's been sort of a <laughs> a large absence Already, I'm laughing because it's like it's beyond a large absence. It's um, we honestly, I haven't published an episode since October of 2022. It's currently November of 2023. So, um, it's been a minute. Um, actually, it's been thousands of minutes, which you may or not have noticed depending on the year that you have had. But firstly, I, I just want to thank you greatly for coming back to the podcast, deciding to give this episode a listen after such a long hiatus. It truly, truly means a lot to me. And as I kind of teased on Instagram, this episode, well, we're not just back to our regular shenanigans after such a long time. A lot has happened in my life particularly, and I'm here to sort of talk about that and also explain what the future holds for Hashtag Single. So first up, um, I have someone with me today, and I want to introduce her to you. But before I do a little backstory... As I said, and and as we're going to get more into, I haven't published an episode in over a year, not because I haven't had episodes recorded, but because of other factors. The long and short of it is that I kind of hit a wall. Not quite sure if it was a creative wall, but it, it sort of felt like a writer's block where you just like cannot figure out how to move forward with your own project and all of the motivation and ideas and excitement that you had when you first started or when you were writing the thing is completely fallen away and you're just stuck there in your pajamas on a Tuesday at midnight staring at a blank page. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm an actor, I'm an artist, I'm a creative person, I'm also a producer, which means I'm a bit of a problem solver. And it occurred to me that when I get stuck, it is time to look towards my community for help. So I decided that what I needed was someone who could help me get unstuck, um, to motivate me to talk things through, but mostly help me get these final episodes out to you. So I brought on a co-producer. I'm so excited that she's here with me today. Emma, thank you for joining me on Hashtag Single and specifically for joining me on this episode. Of course. I am thrilled to be here. I'm really excited to be on this journey with you. So tell everyone who you are, what you do, what your favorite ice cream flavor is, and <laughs> of course, what your dating status is. So my name is Emma. I am a podcast producer, uh, mostly comedy podcast, but also kind of like culture. I've done branded stuff. I've worked at indie comedy networks kind of all over the place. Um, and my favorite ice cream flavor. Am I missing? Am I missing a question in between? Oh, you got this. That was the one that really <laughs> stuck out to me. <laughs> Sleeper hit butter pecan. Oh, Oh, I know. It's not when you're the old so school. Often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you called it a <laughs> yeah. sleeper hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Love it. Uh, love the Hagen dazs OG. Yes. And my dating status, which I guess actually, Janet, we haven't even talked about, but um, I went through like a very long term relationship breakup at um, the beginning of this year after being with my girlfriend for five years and um, am now dating um, someone. Okay. Well, first of all, we hate you for being brought back to the single pool and then, you know, immediately <laughs> out of it again. I was going to be like, welcome. I, I, I talk about this on the podcast a lot. Um, I had a life-defining long-term relationship five and a half years as well in my 20s. And uh, he, I can't not acknowledge that he helped me find who I was, but also help me find who I was through his absence in that, you know, I discovered what I wanted and what I needed and it wasn't through him. And I came into my own because of that singledom, obviously, hence the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I acknowledge how fucking difficult it is to (laughs) have that, to lose that, and then try to find yourself again afterwards and your like independence and who you are. Like we talk about that on the podcast a lot, Um, losing your sense of self and losing your kind of North Star when you're with someone whose priorities matter. But then you have to like reprioritize yourself, you know? Totally. It's a beautiful speech for someone who's single and you're not. So, you know, Um, that's. That's so interesting. And I think that really wraps up into this larger conversation that we're going to get into. So this episode is obviously already a bit of a departure from any of our previous episodes. One, because I brought on another producer, uh, but also because, well, the truth of it is I've spent many of these past 12 months thinking about how to come back to Hashtag Single in a genuine and authentic way. And I finally decided it was best if I'm totally honest with you about what my year has been, what it's looked like. Here on Hashtag Single, you know, I've always valued openness and honesty, especially and specifically around our personal lives and our single lives. And I do that in order to perhaps encourage or give permission to other single women who may be struggling with these topics in their dating lives to give voice to what they're feeling or experiencing unapologetically. And my hope is that together, if we can all learn to collectively use this language to own being single as something positive and empowering, or barring that, just simply like a fact that is as normal as stating where you live or what you do for a living or what kind of ice cream you like, then perhaps we can change how we as a society approach and talk about and to single women. So all that being said, because we're going to cover some topics that are deeply personal to me, Emma is actually going to lead this conversation. And we are going to talk through some things that happened this year that affected both this podcast and my dating life, uh, including losing my father to cancer in May. So without further ado, let's dive in. Floor is yours, Emma. (laughs) Hi. Well, um, so I know some of this, but I'm also excited. I feel like I'm going to learn uh, a lot. Oh, I think you will. <laughs> Are you actually uh, ready? You're not. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I would love to start with is just hearing kind of like how your year began, intentions for the podcast, but also just like where you were at in life, because I know there's been a lot of like growth and change for you. So yeah. if we go back to like a year ago. January, it seems, January yeah. seems like it was 20 years ago. Um, yeah. So um, obviously I said October, not December was the last episode. And the only reason that I didn't publish anything in, in the latter half of 2022 is because I got super busy with work as with ha- happens. Um, <laughs> God forbid. Um, no, very blessed. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a producer. So I produced two short films. I produced an educational docuseries in November. And then I was brought on to production manage a commercial in December. And so I just did not, you know, everyone who listens to the podcast know this is like a, a one woman band. I don't have um, anyone who works on the podcast with me. And I just didn't have the bandwidth to you know, find guests, record episodes, et cetera, et cetera. So January comes around, you know, resolutions is always a little slow time, especially in New York, gray skies, all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, what are we doing? You know, all intents and purposes. I had a big strategy and I wanted actually, I was like, you know what? I want to start this year differently. Someone had sent me a link um, to a course at Yale called the science of well-being. This course uh, is been offered, is being offered for free to everyone in the world. Formerly, it was only offered to college students at Yale. And it is Yale's number one class. It sells out or it books up, uh, however you do that in college, um, like immediately, like the minute registration is open, it's full within five minutes. I mean, groundbreaking numbers. And um, this has become very mentioned and and talked about because why is everyone in college concerned about learning how to be happy? Like what's happening to our younger generation that they don't know what happiness is or they don't know how to regulate happiness for themselves? Um, so I took this course because, you know, again, January, and I was um, really struck by an episode that talked about um, how we as a culture, set up these goalposts for ourselves about what we think will give us and achieve happiness for ourselves. Um, and a lot of them are like, good job, high salary, graduate from college. Um, and of course, as you can probably predict, one of them is like, 
getting married. And uh, there, there were studies, of course, this is a, a scientist after all, and she talks about, she measures happiness um, between people who were like before they were married and then after they were married. And it turns out after two years of marriage, the level of happiness balances back out again. And I was like, this blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, why are we not talking about this? Like, you know, I'm a whole believer that like, I'm not sure that the institution of marriage is, is really something that, that women should be socialized to want. Um, we talk about that on the podcast a lot. Um, the idea of like winning at life if you're married versus like not winning if you're single. Right. So, so I started, I thought it would be really cool to release a couple episodes around the larger topic of happiness, specifically as it relates to our dating lives. Um, and that is where I was at when lo and behold, I met someone. <laughs> Because, you know, that's how the universe works. <laughs> a friend of mine, I was having coffee with him in February, and he's like, Jeanette, I think there's some thing to say about the fact that you took a break from talking about being single, and then you're, and you found somebody, and you're suddenly not single again. And I'm like, it's really interesting to me. And I, I was like, I wonder if there's an episode around this. <laughs> how can I use this for my podcast? And while I was contemplating that and while I was trying to like get this woman from Yale on my podcast, spoiler, it didn't work. Um, she's super busy. <laughs> she's like, are you the New York Times? No. OK. Um, yeah. My uh, so my dad got sick. Uh, it was very sudden and he went to the hospital and it turns out he had stage four lung cancer. Um. So that put the family and myself into a tailspin, and uh, obviously nothing mattered. The podcast didn't matter. Talking about dating didn't matter. And um, I found it really interesting that I was dating someone during this really difficult time. I feel like it was like, I really do believe in divine gifts, and I feel like this person was sort of sent to me to weather the storm, you know, just to have someone. Um, my dad did pass away in May, and uh, that was really difficult, obviously, <laughs> understatement. Um, and then my birthday was the first weekend of June, and uh, a week later, the boyfriend, I don't even know if I can call him that, he broke up with me. <laughs> it was just like a lot. It was a lot, and then I went sort of into a tailspin of grief in June and July, as you can probably guess. And like, not only did the podcast not matter, like nothing mattered. Nothing mattered. And I felt like, um, I felt like it never would again, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest. I was like, what if, what if I no longer care about anything I've been working on, you know? And what brought me back to myself was, um, was a, a project. I got brought on to production manage a commercial and it's a lot of work. Um, and it, it, I, it didn't allow me to think about anything else. And I found, I don't know, I found my, my connected to my passion again. So that was a long, um, summary. I know that's not the question you asked, but it sort of, um, it feeds into itself. Um, yeah. And so, so here we are, here we are trying to move forward. I mean, I'm just so sorry for thanks. Your Thank loss, you for, for saying your losses. Um, I know you're saying it's a long summary, but I actually think that you like really kind of undersold and like you know, <laughs> glossed over. Well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would exactly <laughs> say that that is the long version. Um, and I want to ask kind of like I, I have a few different directions that um, I want to go. And um, I am thinking I will move chronologically if that yeah yeah that's okay fine. okay yeah. <laughs> so that, that makes sense first I want to hear a little bit about um how you met this guy and kind of like the tenor of your relationship if you're willing to share and how that fit into your you know conception of like your own identity and like you were saying you know everything you learned from being single um what that felt like it was kind of like teaching you about yourself I would love to hear a little more about I love that question. And obviously, like, I've been talking about my dating life for as long as this podcast's been on on the air. So, um, like I said, I believe in openness and honesty. I've asked the same of my guests, um, you know, to share as much as they're willing to share. But everyone who listens know that I don't really have any boundaries. So I'm happy to share details about my love <laughs> life. 
Um, and also it's going to help me process it, I think, a little bit too. So, um, so okay. So the story of how we met, um, I was at a party for this. Um, I've never been able to explain who he is. He's not an influencer, but he has multiple connections in multiple industries and he has a huge mailing list and he's able to throw these really big parties that bring like hundreds of people in from different industries. And what I love about that is like a lot of the parties I go to are like people in the entertainment industry. But I love when I go to these parties and like I meet people from different um, universes and different worlds. And I think that's something that single women in New York struggle with, like just dating I mean, obviously, whoever you meet on the apps, but like people want to be exposed to different circles. Um, I think we kind of self-isolate a little bit and move in our own bubbles. And it's cool when you meet people that like do something that you've never heard of before. So anyway, so I'm just going to get into it. This is a pretty amazing- Get into it. (laughs) We're just going to fucking do it. Here's the story, right? So (laughs) at this party, this happened to be a birthday party for this guy. At this very same party last year, and we went home together, and it wasn't going to be romantic. We weren't going to date. I figured that out pretty quickly, but we sort of like hung out off and on, went, got cocktails together, you know, slept together. I kind of cut it off after about three months. I was like, no more. But then I ran into him at a summer party. We reconnected. We went out for drinks in January, and we went dancing, and then we went home together. And then February is this birthday party, and I was like, oh, it's our anniversary. Are you going to this party? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to the party. And I'm like, okay, great. Should we go together? And he didn't, he didn't respond. I was like, okay, well, I'll just meet you there. Whatever. It's fine. We're not a thing. So obviously, we're texting what time you're getting there, all this stuff, and five minutes. literally five minutes. That's not an exaggeration. I'm heading out the door and I get this text and he says, hey, do you have an extra ticket? I'm going to bring a date. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I know we're not together, but you and I have been talking about going to this party together where we met last year and like, you know, I'm going to be there. And also just like, what an idiot. I was like, I'm free sex. Like, why would you bring another woman? (laughs) I don't know. Right. So fortunately, I'm at the party and my friend Daniel happens to be there. I was like, thank God you saved me because if I was here by myself, it'd be so awkward. And I'm carefully avoiding him all night. And uh, I finally, I see him and he's got some blonde chick with him. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the fucking girl. And so ignoring, we're on the dance floor, we being me and Daniel, he comes over to me. He's like, hi, hi, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm here. You know where I am. And the next thing I see is him dragging her, they're holding hands, past me on the dance floor to the coat check. And I was like, oh, he knows I'm here. Like you just crossed in front of me with that fucking girl and you're leaving with her. I was, I was beyond, I was livid. I was livid. And I was like, we're going to the bar. We're getting shot. <laughs> and I'm at the bar and I am mouthing off. I was literally like, like you can see I'm still blatant disrespect and idiocy complete idiocy yeah yeah. i've been sleeping with you for over a year why would you bring a date idiot idiot man yeah anyway and it's crowded and whatever it's new york we all like talk like no one can overhear us even though people can overhear us all the time (laughs) yeah yeah. and (laughs) suddenly this guy turns to me he's on my right he turns and he just says hello and i was like hi I was like, sorry that you heard everything. He's like, no, no, it sounds terrible. You know, I feel really bad for you. And he bought me a drink or whatever. Um, And, you know, my friend Daniel's really good at chatting with new people. And so we were both like, what's your name? What what industry do you work with? How do you know John? All this stuff like that. He's not on Instagram. So I was like, all right, let me give you my number and we'll stay connected. And then Daniel got drunk and I was there by (laughs) myself. So uh-huh. I was in like the back corner by the like leftovers at the party and this guy's there. And I was making fun of him because he was one of those guys that like gets a nice new shirt for the party, but forgets to like iron or steam out the package increases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid men. And um, <laughs> it's endearing. And, uh, and then we started dancing together and uh, I feel a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around and it's it's the guy. And I'm like, what uh what happened and he goes oh she had to go home wait it's her first yeah should we just say his name should we just shame him 
Uh, his name is Jayish. So Jay Jayish. Just for clarification between the two men, y'all. We don't. We are not here to shame people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just first um, names. Like legally, we're, you're not on the hood. <laughs> so I'm like, I just turned back to the new person I have met, um, and I. Uh, I did one of these things. I le- I put my arm around him. I learned I leaned super close to his ear. And I was like, this is the guy that I was talking about, you know? And then we both look back at him and then we just start dancing again together. And I was like, oh, it's the sweetest revenge. It was the sweetest revenge. Say, you really won this night, just to be clear. I felt really good. So the new guy, um, I wonder if I should use his name. He's he's never gonna find this. His name's Timor. So Timor goes to the bathroom. And I get a tap on the shoulder. I, I, I don't know what the fucking thing is with the tapping. Tap, tap, tap. And I turn around. It's Jayish. And I was like, you're you're still, still here. here, you know? And also, why are were you standing there the entire time, like, watching me dance with this guy, like, waiting for him to go to the bathroom? It's so fucking creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. I just turned around and I walked away. And I did go home with Timur that night. And then the on, it was Valentine's Day two days later. And I get a text from Jayish with a fucking rose and he says happy valentine's day i hope you had fun at the party i was like (laughs) you stupid stupid man you lost your chance you know so so he was gone but he helped me meet timor which was great wow and so yeah we went home together and that never guarantees anything but um timor actually reached out and asked me out he said i would like to take you out to dinner very sweet okay i know so we went out to dinner and then we went out for drinks and he was like, I want to see you again. I mean, he was just very straightforward and I really appreciated yeah. it. I mean, obviously we had chemistry too, but um, he was like, when can I see you again? Like no beating around the bush. Um, so, so yeah, so that is the crazy story of how we met and considering how it ended, it probably, the whole, the whole motherfucking thing is just like a little too Jeanette, you know what I mean? But it was a great story forever, you know, that was like, yeah. people wanted to know what happened with Jayish and then how I met this new guy. Like, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fucking great story. Yeah. I mean, it totally is the like meeting and the, yeah, it's all. It's like, it's like the story that you tell over, over brunch that everyone, you know what I mean? You're like, hold on. I have the story to end all stories. Yeah. It's a good story for a very long time. Totally. No, I love, I love hearing it and like getting all of the color. I mean, I would love to hear a little bit more about Tamar, but I was just going to say, I'm kind of curious about what made him like if this, I don't know, the reasons you were first drawn to him, did those kind of like persist throughout your time seeing each other? What made him like a, a valuable option to like give up being single? And then also at what point during your seeing him, did you find out that your dad was ill and kind of how that like functioned in your like intimate relationship? Yeah. I mean, I I don't really ever, I don't remember ever thinking like, oh, I'm giving up being single because I think one of the things I talk about on the podcast a lot and one of the things that I want to make clear is that, yeah, I'm very single from a feminist perspective and I own that and I'm happy being single, but I'm also dating and I'm also looking for a partner. And I think those two things can exist at the same time. Um, So- you know, con- considering that I was like actively going on dates, I'm going to like singles events, I'm, you know, kind of going to these parties and going home with people if if the moment happens. Like, there was never like a weird transition where I'm like, oh, I'm no longer what I, who I thought I was. Or there was a moment where I was like, after, after my, my friend Luke, who was pointed out like I wonder if you met this person because you took this hiatus on the podcast I started to get a little weird about it and woo woo about it and I was like oh you know maybe that means that like the the break from the podcast is meant to be and um you know like but I do believe in that like because that you know they always say the thing that you talk about and you think about and the thing that that occupies your life is the is the truth that you receive you know so I I did think that there was some truth and and some magic in that. Like maybe I stopped having this be my 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 sense of self and my brand and my universe and I yeah. let that go and someone came to me. Um I, I I don't know if there's considering that like this person wasn't the be all end all. I don't know how how much truth there is in that. But there I did have to stop and think why now? Like it's such an yeah. interesting and I still 
think that, especially in the retrospect of being able to look back on my year and knowing that he was there through my dad's death um, and having him break up with me like three weeks after my dad died, like he very specifically was in my life for this small window of time for for a reason that I'm trying to grapple with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also think that connection doesn't, you know, go away. It's so disappointing that it ended on the note that it sounds like it ended on. But like that closeness still exists, even if it was yeah. for that pocket of, of time. Right, right. Like I think that that, I don't know. Yeah, and maybe you don't, yeah, who knows what you're supposed to like learn from it. But I do think a lot of what you're saying is really interesting and salient kind of about like the dangers of, sort of self-mythology and yeah. kind of like when you tie your identity to any one thing at too, you know, too extremely, how that can kind of limit you. And it sounds like you or were just manifest broken itself. out of that. Yeah. Like they always say, like the thing that you want, like put it out into the, the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talk about it like it's real. And so if I'm constantly talking about being single, what if that, what if the universe is just mirroring that back to me? Yeah. Did the experience of your father getting sick build intimacy between you two at one point? You would think so. And I think that's really when I realized that the relationship wasn't like 100% what I wanted or needed it to be because I think yeah. with the right person, it would have. Um, yeah. He is, um, he's a citizen, but he he wasn't born in this country. And I think that may have affected how he responded to me. Um, culturally, yeah, um, and also just who he is. But um, uh, we just never really got to the place where we had like a deep um, emotional in intimacy and a deep bond. Um, I just remember that like, we had a very uncomfortable day in April, where it was the first day that my 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 dad was brought to the hospital and was kept overnight. You know, so you have to realize that there was a month of like I'm not feeling well. I'm getting tests done. You know, what's the update? Da -da -da. We're waiting for the tests. We can't move forward. Like all this stuff, right? Um, and I just remember, so the, it was the weekend that he was going to go into the hospital and I was like very, very unanchored, obviously. Yeah. Freaking out. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, losing someone is a lot of what ifs, to be perfectly frank. That's like you just spend a lot of time, not even in the present moment, just like forecasting, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just remember I had a show in the morning with a company that I perform with and in his neighborhood. So, you know, I'd stayed over the night before and then we were just going to like meet up and, and go get lunch. And, um, we were walking down the street and, um, and I said, you know, I was like, I'm on my phone and I'm like, I'm, I, I hate when people are, you know, you're one-on-one -on -one with someone and someone's on their phone. So I wanted yeah. to say, I'm really sorry. I'm waiting to hear the update. My dad's probably going to go into the hospital this weekend. And um, and he just started asking questions. Why is your dad going to the hospital? Do they know what's wrong with him? Do they know how long he's going to stay? Like, and that's not, it didn't what help. What you needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it like, I was like, and I just stopped and I freaked out on the sidewalk. And I was like, I don't have the answers, obviously. Like, I'm asking myself the same questions. And I just started you know, I got myself worked up and I got upset. So I'm like, okay, I just remember we walk into the restaurant and I'm like visibly crying. And he's looking at the menu. Oh, and I was God. like, hey. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm crying. And he was like, I know, I'm sorry. I made you mad. And I was like, I, I just need you to hug me. I just yeah. need you to hug me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just it's, need you yeah. to when like someone doesn't that I've, know how to care for you in a moment like that, it's so intense. I mean, that showed me everything. I was like, the, I was like, the fact that I have yeah. to ask for that is really annoying. The fact that you saw this moment of, of me being like scared of losing my dad as as something that was like a judgment on you, um, God, it was just like mm, wrong. Yeah, it was just yeah. wrong. And I was like, this person will never understand me, and this person is not the person that can partner with me going forward. Um, yeah. That was that was hard to learn, but yeah. here's the super complicated thing. I was in no position to like end that, and so of course, as little as he gave me, I needed that twenty percent. You know what I mean? I just needed to have yeah. someone to text and call, and even if I didn't ask for a hug, it was you know, 
I ended up getting a hug. And it was better to not be alone during that yeah. time. Um, that makes sense. And to also, when you're in that like position, the idea of you then like taking on the burden of ending something and like suffering like another that's too much loss at your own hands. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't know too much who would be capable of doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I thought at some point I was like, oh my god, like my grief is now married with this very complicated relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like, this is a really weird knot. I don't know how to get out of it. I'm dependent on it. And then at the same time, like, uh, it's not right. I don't know. It's just, it was just such a strange time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for talking about it. Well, thanks I mean, for it listening. It must be like intense to revisit. No, it's, here's something that I say to everyone because my emotions are present because I'm still grieving, obviously. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a functional human being. I'm not depressed. I go to work. I'm okay. I can laugh. I go dancing. But I'm not going to pretend that I'm not feeling what I feel. And I'm not going to apologize for it because I think we have such a weird position around grief as a culture in this country. No one knows how to handle it. No one knows what to say. And, um, and you're supposed to hide it and pretend yeah. that that you're fine and that's really stupid <laughs> um, yeah and so when people are like oh my god I'm so sorry I made you sad I'm like that's ridiculous like I'm already sad yeah. and it it's I've heard this from other people who are grieving too like it's nice to talk about it with someone else it's nice to have someone listen and be like I, I see you yeah I see your grief I hold your emotion and your whatever you're feeling right now I honor that and not get weirded out by it. So totally. when things come up for me, I'm very much like I'm also an actor and I like yeah. I, I cry very easily all the time. And it's not embarrassing to me because one of my mentors uh, told me she's like, tears are blessings because they remind us what's important to us. So never yeah. apologize. Beautiful. The superpower of women. Yeah. Um, anyway, all that is to say, you know. Thanks for asking and thanks for listening. I'm glad you, yeah, no, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I want you to be able to cry. I'm not, I am not afraid. Yeah, and allowing the grief to kind of like exist alongside everything else. I think yeah. there's like a false sense of a timeline. In my experience of 100%. grief, people are like, well, you're grieving now and then it's something else. And it's just kind of like everything at once. And I will say like we're recording this on November 14th, like, this is unbelievably like cosmically recent for you. Like not much time has passed. Not that, you know, not that like time will. Right. Um, I don't know. Not that that has to hinder your experience in any way, but I don't know. I feel like I know that we're kind of structuring this episode as if we're like looking back, but maybe we're still, maybe you're still like in it and like, I don't know kind of looking at it from inside of it. Yeah, I, th I think that's true. I think it's going to sort of always be there. And I mean, one of the reasons that this episode is is titled Dating in the Wake of Loss is because, you know, I, I recently decided to join the apps again, for better, for worse. Okay. I've yet to go on a date. Um, when I say apps, I just mean one because I hate all of them except for Hinge. <laughs> so yeah, back on Hinge. Um, but it's going to be something that I have to navigate and figure out. Um, yeah, I did actually. I met someone in real life um, and dated him for about. Um, it was like five weeks. It was. I wish it was longer, but it mm, didn't work. Um, and, when was uh, this? Can I ask? Oh yeah, this was. Uh, I think it was September. I think it was September. But I'd gone to see Oppenheimer. It's totally a point of reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I can place it. I think it's the Oppenheimer Labor Day weekend. I think that's, that's ringing bells for me. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I went by myself because everyone had seen it already. And I went and got a drink at a bar afterwards. And I usually just sit at the bar and get a glass of wine and read my book. And someone sat down next to me and started talking to me. 
And that never works. It never works for all it my years of drinking a glass of wine and reading a book. Like I've literally it, not yeah. a single person has ever talked to me. Um, anyway, I bring him up only just to say that like, it was constantly in my mind when to like bring up the fact that like my dad had recently died. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I was kind of hoping it would, it would come up organically, but that's not the kind of thing that comes up organically and I was, yeah. you know it's just gonna it's gonna be something going forward that I'm I'm gonna have to talk about like even let's say I went on a date tomorrow and they were like what are you doing for the holidays like then you or like where do your parents live you know it's it's a uh, yeah it's gonna be something that that comes up but like here's the thing I'm I'm 43 and I just think that this is what all of us are are navigating and going to be navigating in this time yeah. of life. I have three really close friends and at least 20 people reach out to me and we're yeah. like, I lost someone in the last year. I lost a parent or whatever. Like it's so many people. And again, going back to my earlier point, like I didn't know. I mean, you know what I mean? We just don't talk about it actively. We talk about it at the time that it happens. Then it just sort of fades into like the background of our lives. Um. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because we have to figure out a way to move forward. Yeah. But I also, um, I don't know. It's going to be a new journey for me to figure out how that that fits into into dating. Yeah, definitely. Um, did it end up fitting into this relationship at all? I know the, you said you were five week like thing. The five week thing. <laughs> I love yeah. you call it a relationship. <laughs> um, like it came up. Um, I don't even remember the context in which it came up. Um, I told him, but then I sort of glossed over it and we moved on. Yeah. He was just, he sort of did the thing. I'm sorry. And then you're like, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really. And it wasn't long enough to talk more and talk more deeply about it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what um, made you want to get back on the apps and I would like to hear how long you were off of them and what your decision to get off had been previously. Yeah. Well, I, I I went off the apps when I met Tamor and I felt like it was definitely like he and I had both expressed verbally that we were like, but we were, I think he was, he was 40. So we were both like at an age where we were looking for something serious and that we were, we both had very serious intentions about the other person. And so there was no reason for me to keep dating. I didn't yeah, delete my totally. apps. I just, you know, there's a, uh, you can, you can pause it. You can say pause my account. Yeah. So I pause it. Um, and um, uh, to go back on them, I, I think meeting Kevin helped me realize that I can date and that I would like to yeah. date. Um, it was really, really nice to meet someone in person and have that work. It was another great story for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, remains a great story, I'll say. <laughs> it was also just like our first date was one of the best first dates I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. Um, we we went um, we went to Swingers, which is a mini golf club that has a lot of drinks. Um, it's I really was good. there recently. For, yeah. You know, yeah. you to... <laughs> for a work, we were for a Halloween. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. There were so many, like, yeah, Not there were a lot of yeah, yeah, work yeah. there, which I found really funny. And it's, like, <laughs> underground. The whole place, you are kind of in a different world. So, yes, I can totally picture it. And we and they hated us. They hated us because we were we were kissing and holding up the line. And I was like, I would oh, fucking hate you. us, too. <laughs> we're annoying. Um but also, you know, it was one of those New York moments where I got out of the subway and it was pouring, like one of those like late summer pouring days. And I hadn't brought an umbrella because it was a five minute walk to the place. Yeah. And so we're texting and I'm like, I'm waiting in the subway alcove. Um, I think I'm going to try to wait a moment. And he's like, I have a big umbrella, like one of those nasty New York umbrellas that people you know, those golf umbrellas. That, yeah, the that, like violently large. Yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like okay it was so he came and he picked me up he's like let me know where you are and I was like oh my god he like picked me up it was the first time in me, my my life that I've been picked up at my subway station and um I was I was very touched by the chivalry and the, yeah. the gentleman offer and I was like I, I posted about it on on Facebook and and everyone was like oh my god this guy we love him yeah you know? totally so, 
it went really well. And so, yeah, I think that that woke something up in me and activated me, which is probably the better way than if I'd been sitting around being like, all right, I guess I should be back on the apps again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. Um, so we are we are grateful to Kevin, too, for coming into my life at the right time and showing me that I am I, I can date while grieving and that that I'm OK. To, I didn't I wasn't like a mess of tears and bawling and you know we we yeah. had a great time and uh both things can be true again you can be yeah. grieving and you can also be smitten and yeah excited about someone and and flirting and sexy and dirty at the same time and yeah. then cry at night you know it's a uh, we're complex human beings and and everything is active it's very beautifully put. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's right. Like the carrot, not the stick, it drawing you back into the dating world is, yeah, yeah. I think, like a a nice way to do it. Um, and so, again, not that not the time exists right now, even though I am forcing us to move chronologically. What has made you want to get back into the podcast and what has kind of like put you in a position where you feel like ready to dive back into this um and maybe you can also talk about some of your trepidations to have done the podcast in over the past you know whatever eight months I mean I'm just gonna be honest like I wish it was some altruistic kind of beautiful story like that ties in the guys that I dated this year and my dad but um nope um I just I had good old fashioned guilt uh, by the fact that yeah. I had, as I mentioned, like I had episodes that I previously recorded um, on the science of well-being and on happiness and and on taking a break as a woman um, by some people I really respect and um, never got their podcast episodes out. And I felt really bad that these people had given me their time and um said yes to me and we had beautiful conversations and I I never did anything with them. So I feel like I owe it to them uh, to share their words and their thoughts. Um, and I was hung up with, by the fact that I was like, I don't know, this is, there was already a departure and it was something different. So how do I, how do I come back with these different episodes if people are expecting like a one-on-one fun single (laughs) conversation, Um, which is, you know, that that brought me in to bringing someone out. I think, I think one of the most powerful things that we can do as women is, is to know when you need help and to be able to ask for it in a strong way, knowing that asking for help doesn't come from a place of weakness that um, it's empowering to acknowledge where you are and acknowledge what you need and be able to have the vulnerability to put the, the ask out, um, you know, for, for assistance. And so I just, I was like, I just had this moment where I was sitting, I had nothing to do all day. I had my, clear my calendar. I'm like, I'm working on the podcast. And I was like, I don't want to do the podcast today. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with me? I have no excuses. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this on my own anymore. Um, and I can yeah. do it on my own. I've been doing it on my own forever. But um, this year has been a lot. And if at any moment I'm like, I don't feel like I have the strength to do anything on my own, then I I know and I've been shown by my friends in my community that like, if I need anything to just say so, I've been very, very touched and very honored by the love that was shown to me this year and the way that people took care of me and my family. And so I want to remember how to keep that with me and um, pay it forward also um, yeah. and just never take that for granted, that, that, um, that compassion and that grace, Definitely. you know? Yeah. So, um, so I have these episodes that I recorded earlier this year. They don't address what's happening in my life now, but I think they're still really relevant. I think they're kind of evergreen in that they talk about the idea of like taking a break as a woman, uh, uh, <laughs> taking a step back from something, 
And um, The Science of Well-Being found this incredible author and scientist who talks about how we can actively rewire our brain, our neuropathways to train our brain towards happiness. I think that's so cool. And I brought on another an incredible dating coach and psychologist to just talk about like approaching dating with joy. <laughs> You know, so I love these topics. I think obviously they, maybe they do come back around at the end of the day because my year has been quite full of sadness um, and I've taken a break. So maybe it's relevant, you know. And to your final question, I don't know if there will be new episodes. Um, I'm sort of reassessing everything in my life, including the podcast. Obviously, I'm once again, hashtag single, um, <laughs> you know. But this year has um, made me question a lot of things and asked me, you know, like, do I do I want to keep having these conversations? Um, what are they contributing to my life? What are they contributing to other people's lives? Um, so I think I'm going to um, publish these new episodes with your help. And then uh, yeah. these new old episodes. And then uh, <laughs> and then we'll see. And then we'll see where we are. Um, but I, I thought it was important to have this little like fireside chat um to to be honest and acknowledge like where I went and why um and also because I I I don't doubt that other people are probably at some point in their lives if not now going through the same thing definitely no I think it is I mean it's crazy that such a profound and like intense experience can be so universal but I guess like as with all the most like intense parts of life they are a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's literally what this podcast has shown me. Um, yeah. You know, in, in the more specific people get with their dating lives, the more people like, oh, my God, it's me. You know, and I yeah, totally. I it's brought me great joy. I'm like, I love it because I really feel like like, oh, we're not in this alone. Like, it feels like we're in this alone. We're in this like corner, like everyone's partnered but us. And yeah. um, and no, these these experiences. And I think especially now as women are really coming into their power, and I say coming in because I do not think we are there yet, but like admitting yeah. what we want, acknowledging we're not unhappy, making choices that prioritize ourselves and our independence. Um, like there's a reason why divorce rate is so high because yeah. I think a lot of women are like, fuck this shit, you know, and they're yeah. walking out on partners that don't treat them well, whether like emotionally or physically. Um, and are are finding ways to go it alone. Not that they haven't always forever, you know, but I think women are giving themselves more permission than previously. Um, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, totally. I think that encapsulates it beautifully. And I also think that, you know, as with any creative product, like your heart has to be in it. And I think people can tell if it's not. And yeah. So I feel like yeah. you've come back to this in a way that is like, so kind of honest and like commendable and I don't know I think that that will like shine through and I also look forward to listening back to these episodes with you and I don't know kind of like the perspective shift and I have like no no doubt that they will be like valuable um in in new ways I hadn't thought about that I wonder if yeah I, I, mean, we'll I would see, be so interested we can, to see if we, the podcast will like retroactively teach me something that I need do you know what I mean like I feel like, like the chime traveled like I made yeah. these episodes for future <laughs> Jeanette to listen to and to take solace in that's super I, weird but you got me but no I'm so with you I mean I also get into like the boo-boo stuff very easily but it sounds like you know as with a lot of things this year for you like there was like the timing of Tamor at like the party and the you know having the other guy there to dating him to this other guy that you to Kevin who you dated for five weeks a couple months ago it sounds like I don't know these people and these experiences have kind of come in into your life at a certain time for a reason and so I don't know I look forward to seeing kind of what that is with the rest of the podcast hashtag single I really like that reframe thank you I was feeling like I said a lot of guilt around it and negative emotions of like oh I'm a bad podcaster and I'm a bad producer and I've abandoned my baby and um I like the reframe of being like no it wasn't it wasn't time yet and now it wasn't now it's and time I, 
And it feels the same with dating. Like, let's come at it from a place of kind of like joy and curiosity and not like self-punishment. I don't know. Yeah. And acknowledge it's okay that like sometimes the timing is not right. You know what I mean? Like, or dating someone, the timing is not right. And you're like, now is not the right time. Yeah. And it works to force it always, I think. God, always. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for this retrospective kind of look back at my year, which has been a lot to grapple with on my own. And it's it's been very helpful and, and cathartic and beautiful to have this conversation with another human being. Um and in in the framework of hashtag single and the podcast and just being a single woman or just being a human, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's all good. I know it sounds corny, but thank you for your openness. This was like really beautiful to hear and valuable for me. Thanks, and Emma. yeah, I feel more excited to, yeah, kind of like dive into things. Awesome. Uh, well, um, I guess this is the moment where we thank you as well for listening. Um, thanks for hanging in. I know this was an unusual episode and maybe we're talking about topics that you were not expecting to hear, I'm sure. But, and like I said, if you are a long-term listener, I'm, I'm exceptionally grateful that you stuck with us and that you came back. And if this is a random episode that you found through things you might like, surprise, um, some of our previous episodes are a little more fun. You can go back and listen to them. But regardless, whether if you are new to the podcast or if you are an old fan, um, I hope you found at least a little seedling of something that you could take with you and take forward into the end of 2023. We would love to hear from you if you're interested in sharing your thoughts. Obviously, you can find us over at hashtag single pod on Instagram or just shout us a comment in uh, whatever platform you're listening to. We'd love to hear from you. So I will just sign off as always. That's it for this episode. We will catch you next time.